Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, friends, if you enjoy a good time, and I know you do, you got to check out our new best friend, Bert Kreischer, comedian going live at Red Rocks Amphitheater Wednesday, September 28, 2021, just around the corner here. Mark Norman, right alongside with him there, a couple of absolutely hilarious dudes. So you don't have to take my word for it. You can YouTube those names. You've probably seen The Machine on Showtime or Comfortably Dumb on Comedy Central. Maybe you've heard about his podcast, Burt Cast or Open Tabs. Burt Kreischer, absolutely hilarious partier. Uh, guy really does bring the comedy to the stage, the antics. It's a whole lot of fun to watch him. Going to be out at the best venue in the world. So really, it's a win-win-win situation. You should already have the Red Rocks app downloaded straight up. But if you don't, now's a good time to do it. Get that Red Rocks app on your phone. You can grab your tickets to see Burt Kreischer with Mark Norman again that September 8th at the best venue in the world. Burt Kreischer, Mark Norman, Red Rocks, September 8th. All ages welcome. Make it happen. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we talk in Schwepp. A full-on sweep, as was predicted by Patrick Lyons, and and I certainly did not disagree uh, with and, and 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 how strange with the San Diego Padres sitting there still after the sweep in a postseason position, hanging on to that wild card by a game and a half with the Reds and maybe even the Cardinals right on their heels now, but still. Your Colorado Rockies, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, getting it done. Obviously, the Padres didn't have their best, uh, certainly when it came to starting pitching, to throw out this series. That said, uh, the, the Rockies really did take care of business. Sealed it off at the 7-5 to victory day. Got a little dicey. You got question marks about whether the bullpen was, was going to hold together. It really became a bullpen game early on. Uh, but they did manage to hang on and... And get it done, Patrick, despite only you know, getting three innings out of Chichi Gonzalez. And you go, all right, this is the one. If they're going to fall down and, and lose one, if the, the Padres are really going to come back and, and be the better team here, this is the game they're going to do it. But, nope, more great stuff from Crone and Blackman and Story and the guys who've been getting it done lately. And the Rockies just, they're 41 and 20. They are 20 games over 500 at home. 41 and 21. Absolutely wild. And if you did that over an entire season, you'd be 91 and 71 and you'd be postseason bound. Yeah, the Rockies got more from their number six starter than the Padres did from what's essentially their number eighth or ninth starter. I guess anyone, if you're a free agent, you're technically the sixth starter. They they brought him in as a hired gun, couldn't get it done. Rockies win their sixth straight against San Diego. They're now a whopping eight and one over the last nine games. They've been scoring in the first inning, all three games of this series, including uh, the last game of the homestand against the Marlins and the Padres 
this was probably as much of a must-win game, I think, for the Padres as they've seen all season. It's still really early to say that, and that's a whole conversation of like what what really is like a must-win game because really it's it's more statistical than anything of like no literally if you don't win today you're knocked out of the playoffs if if you're going by that metric you have a long right. way to go but you could see just by how they were fighting and like they needed to win today to get yeah. something partially because the only team with a definitive losing record left on their schedule is Arizona and it's in Arizona where the Diamondbacks have been fine losing two okay, yeah. Diamondbacks in Phoenix isn't crazy they've got a really rough road ahead Philly Dodgers Angels Astros Giants Cardinals Atlanta more Dodgers and Giants this could be the straw or the crone? Yeah. This could be yeah, the crone the, that the broke the Padres' camel's back. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Could be, this could be it. Yeah. I mean, th this really was uh, – yeah, if you're looking at this from a Padres' perspective, this this had to be an absolutely brutal series to take for a team that came into the year thinking we can beat the Dodgers and, and win the division. And now you're just hoping that in this last month plus a little bit here that you, you're not falling out of – wild card contention and and with them kind of just piecing the rotation as best they can get obviously throwing jake arietta out there today boy was there a cosmic strange irony in that uh, and of course the rockies got after him he hates pitching in coors field and and so it you know uh it could have even been a lot bigger with that really strange double play in the first inning where the padres Man, get the out at the force out at second and the tag out at home on a, a slightly hesitating Connor Joe there. Uh, that was unusual. So that took a run off the board. First thing that happened in the for the Rockies offense in this game, really a, a go a, a gimme run that they should have had there, even if they turn a standard double play. That whole first inning was very strange. How yeah back and forth where you go, all right, they scored three runs in the first. I, I know what that looks like, right? It, it should be pretty basic. And it was anything but basic in that first thing, as you said, with that, the, the out at home, but it was Connor Joe walks on four pitches, Hampson singles, and it, it to a line, a line drive in center field. And somehow Connor Joe ends up on third base. So it's first and third, third. you get the fielder's choice. You get that weird double play. And so you go, oh, all right, they're going to be out of it. Story gets hit by a pitch. Okay, keeps it alive. Crone doubles, McMahon singles, and you've got your three runs when it seemed like seemed like they were going to jump on him early, and then, ah, didn't get it. And, oh, yeah, you did. I know. It was such, it a, such a roller coaster ride of emotions there in that first inning and and then just able to add and, and keep getting it done. But it really was like, uh, you know, and, and with – Chi Chi coming back and and not having even his best stuff, and we know that even at his best, he still really has to to piece together a, a quality approach to get a a good game. And so, you know, it was that there even with those three first run innings, they, they Will Myers comes right back the two run Jack. You know, Will Myers is going to do Will Myers things at Coors Field. I uh, got another one later on. I see Mark asking uh, in the. In the comments here, Will Myers is actually a free agent this upcoming offseason. And I've thought about it. I've I've <laughs> I've looked at it. I've wondered what the what the market would be, what the fit would be. I think you'd rather bring back CJ Crone to be your your first baseman if you're doing that. But you wonder, right? You have to wonder because dude just rakes it coors. He's gotta wake up in the morning on these trips to Denver going, mm, about to pad some stats today. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a lot of money due to him left. Um, he, he will have uh, – there's a team option in 2023. So, uh, you know, depending on how well he does. But, you know, if the Rockies – or rather, if the Padres are looking to dump some payroll, you know, maybe maybe they're able to swing a deal, um, you know, uh, since he, he still is on the books for, for next season. But he'll be a free agent in no time. And he's a guy that – because he doesn't really have a true position, you go, DH in the NL – yeah, might as well look. Never yeah. say never, right? After Matt Kemp goes and signs, he, and again, look, fans, 
you feel how you feel towards certain players and you hate. But if you're a front office and you could bring in a guy that, frankly, is maybe a better option than what else you have, you you do it. It's Look, it's a business. Will Myers has to go out there and do it uh, to the best of his abilities. And if the, the Rockies you know face the brunt of it, so be it. You can hold that grudge against them, but the Rockies front office can't. So never say never, Will, about Will Myers, right? That's right. I mean, I think that would be hilarious if that ended up. <laughs> let's let's get right into our Colorado Rockies players playing hot, playing well right now. Let's toast our Breck brews to them on this day. I've got my Juice Drop Hazy IPA from Breckenridge Brew. It's one of my favorites. I get the Hot Peak IPA. As I, I, I like my IPAs. The Hot Peak is usually what we've got on draft down at the DNBR bar. Just having a couple of those, hanging out with our guy Will here in the comments at Trivia last night, having a good time. Uh, really, really enjoy the Breck Seltzies. Also, those seltzers, if you haven't tried them, give it a try. I'm, I, I, if, you're, if you're curious, because I was, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I'm and it turned you around. It did turn you around. I, I, I was thinking it would probably wasn't. I'm like, Drew's going to try because that's – that's how you are. You're you're gonna give it the old college try. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm sure you'll enjoy them somewhat. But you're like for the most part, no. And yet, no. I, I see my man. I see my man yeah. going for some Celsius. Yeah, the the peach and the apple ones, especially. Yeah, have got me turned around, and it's a, it's a lot easier to do yoga after Celsius than it is after IPAs. I will tell you that <laughs> that that is a fact. That's a science fact. Also, a science fact: you get a much bigger Breck brew. When you come down to the DNVR bar and order one, you should have seen. I was walking around with those 22 ounces last night. If you're a member, become a member by subscribing to the DNVR.com today. If you subscribe for the annual, we'll send you a free shirt. And if you subscribe at any level, you get access to all the written content, the Discord channel, constant discounts on hats and shirts and whatever else we got rolling into the merch store. So come hang out with us. Be a member of the family today. Don't forget, if you're going to have a fantasy football draft, schedule it down at the DNVR bar. We'll hook you up with some free pitchers of beer. Email gm at the dnvrbar.com. Get all the details there. We'll get you hooked up. We'll get it all figured out. So we are toasting our Breck Brews on this day to the five or six or so. <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes we fudge it a little bit. Players who represent the best of the Colorado Rockies right now with 20th, Blaze. I love it. There were a lot of choices. You know, even if you go back and look at that that road series in San Francisco because the offense was able to do a couple things, and that's essentially where we're going to start with number five, Charlie Blackman. My man, because, yeah, you know, I really wasn't thinking about the whole parameters of I'm calling him to hit homers on back-to-back nights. I didn't think of it like that. And granted, Charlie's not thinking about that either. You just go out and play the game. And I liked the matchup last night. He didn't get it done against Strom. He did it against a different lefty in Hill. And yeah. made me feel really good coming through with my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. So if you're in on that, that was plus 100. You're welcome. It's the least I can do for you. He's been really great this second half. You know, he, I think he scored three times in this game today. So he was kind of in the mix of of all of those things, even despite that odd double play he was in on. And so Charlie looks to be back somewhat and maybe, you know, answering some of those questions about, you know, is, is he done? Is there anything left in the tank? Look, if there is, he's going to let it all out there. And I think we're seeing, yeah, there's a lot in there. It's not the Charlie of old. But there's still some in the tank, and he's going to give it everything he's got. Yeah, it's been really fun watching him over these last couple of weeks. Sort of discovered a shout out before the show here on YouTube. So again, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Click the like, the thumbs up button, bell icon, all that stuff. It'll help you out. It'll help us out. And uh, was it Mark was saying? Yeah, the best part about this series is Blackman with these center field shots, showing he's still got some thump in that bat important situations uh watching him take these veteran at bats watching him have fun again uh, it, it's really been a blast uh, another ugly play on defense leading to an inside the park home run yeah to that almost you know that he's had a couple of those look the, the writing is clearly on the wall that dh is in the future but as, as you're talking about okay he's got a transition to dh if you were looking at just his offensive numbers from the first month month and a half of the season 
you'd be going, well, shoot, what do you mean? No, you have to hit to be a DH. Like he was, he wasn't quite there. And he's talked about that and admitted it. And Thomas Harding, I think has done some of the best reporting on that particular subject in terms of the adjustments that Charlie has made. But what we're seeing right now makes you go, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. That's what it is. We want that guy at DH next year. And I, honestly, I'm only going to put half of that inside the Parker by Cronenworth on Charlie because Hilliard got <laughs> – it didn't seem like he was too close to the wall on that, but he just yeah. didn't give it enough room, right, to get the rebound. And ultimately that was why it became what it did. It, it really kicked off the wall really fast. But Yeah, that's it's tough. And it's something that both um, Corey Sullivan and Ryan Spielborgs have talked to us about. They talk about on – uh, on the air, which is that center field has to be the quarterback, the captain, the guy who makes the calls and says and does the things. And that's a tough spot for Sam Hilliard to be in running yeah. over to Charlie Blackman and be like, I am in charge here. It's like Charlie Blackman, a multiple time all-star. He's got silver slugger awards. He's got, you know, basically the equivalent of baseball tenure. And Sam Hilliard's trying to prove that he maybe belongs, but he has to captain in that situation. It's, it's weird. It's, it's tough, but yeah, it was an ugly play. The two of the captains for the Rockies rotation, Ooh. Herman Marquez and Antonio Senzatella, pretty much for completely different reasons. You know, Senzatella yeah. just being, you know, incredibly consistent over the course of his two starts, 13 innings pitched, um, you know, basically a 3-5 ERA over his last two starts, came away with one loss, uh, one no decision, but ultimately – was very good by the metrics are concerned. And then you've got Herman Marquez, who, you know, one of his, you know, worst starts of the year against San Francisco, but then comes out on Tuesday night, delivers, isn't isn't getting the strikeouts as you would you would hope, but really, you know, kept the Padres at bay the much of the game. You know, only had one hit at one point. And he had two hits himself, RBI single, RBI double. Right, uh, the El Bateador de Plata, the Silver Slugger himself, doing the damn thing, and despite the three home runs he gave up, still came away looking pretty darn good. So those two guys kind of earn an equal nod at number four on twentieth and Blaze. And of course, all that you left out the most important part. Will of course reminding us that <laughs> <laughs> Marquez apparently did all that well. Look, folks, we have to report the facts on the show. We are nothing if not journalists filled with integrity. And when something is a fact, we have to bring it to you. And the fact is that our men, Marquez, had diarrhea. When <laughs> you go to a baseball game and it's pouring, they, they call a timeout. But if it's just drizzling, you play. And her man Marquez was drizzling on Tuesday oh, night, All right. and he came through with it. All right, that. All right. Do you have anything else to add on that? Okay, uh, number three. No, but I mean, but but for seriously, like when a dude's really not feeling well and can still go out there, and basically until that seventh inning, uh, at a one-hit complete game shutout, going, he was dominating, and then all of a sudden. You know, uh, I think the the Tatis home run, he, he left the fastball a little bit more over the middle of the plate than he wanted. Tatis hit the absolute piss out of it. And then he, he started to kind of fall apart a little bit. Then weird play behind him, like we talked about inside the park home run. It got a little iffy on him. But and the one that fan hit, through, the one that yeah. fan hit was, a, was 489 feet, I want to say. Yeah. It might have been the longest at Coors Field this year. Yeah. That yeah, that was an absolute shot. That that landed on the concourse too. Yeah, so you're just like shook at that point. I think whatever zone Marquez had gotten himself into to get past what he was dealing with physically and whatever else, it just it just totally shattered in that moment. And it was, and you, I and straight up, I thought the Rockies were going to lose once it fell apart like that. You're like, oh okay, this whole thing's falling apart. But the great catch from Trevor, right? The jumping catch to make sure that the tying run didn't come in. Very great uh, play. One of his best plays of the season. And then the Rockies answered by pulling away. And you're like, what the hell? Even <laughs> okay. <laughs> great use of the word shatter uh in this area. And you know, next year, if we happen to get new uniforms for the Rockies, uh, and they got some purple pants, dark purple pants, I think we'll know why. Okay. Number three, uh, the left-hander, the Colorado kid, 
Kyle Freeland mowing down the Giants, a career high strikeouts against the Giants. You know, a very underrated start. You know, came away with the the one victory I think on Saturday night against slinging Sammy Long. Yes, that Sammy Long of the sure. San Francisco Giants. Uh-huh. And you know, Freeland is just he's doing the thing. He's making a legitimate claim to say, you know, I'm kind of still one of the de facto leaders here on this team. And when my stuff is really good, it's just as good as anybody else's. And sure, he might not have no hit stuff. Then again, he did have one of the longer performances here at Coors Field. So he does have that claim to fame as well. But uh, pound for pound, I mean, you look at the results and he's very much back to that 2018 form in more ways than not. Yeah. I mean, he's just been so consistent. Uh, you saw him get a, a pinch hit <laughs> appearance today when the Rockies randomly just needed somebody early on. And it reminds you of his general versatility that like he's, he just competes. He's a good athlete. He, he understands every element of the game of baseball. Obviously, he didn't really come through and do anything. Like a weak ground out in his pinch hit appearance today. I think you're muted. Um, but yeah, but but Freeland, uh, Kyle's style and profile, I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Freeland, consistency, man. I, it takes me back to actually his rookie season in 2017 when I had a much, an even worse nickname for Kyle Freeland, which is Quality Start Kyle, which is the worst nickname of all time. It's like a backhanded compliment. But it also like gives you a pretty solid understanding of what you can expect out of him just about every time out. He's going to give you that quality start. And I know some people are like, oh, what are the, I mean, <clears throat> to be an automatic, close to an automatic or a 90% of the time quality start guy holds extraordinary value. And that's back to what he's being. Um, I'm down with it. Yeah, strange to be called meat and potatoes and – that kind of being a put down when, when you want to be filet mignon and some yeah. potato casserole, but nevertheless, again, we talked about it on Tuesday's podcast with Sensatella that has such incredible value, especially at Coors Field. Speaking of Coors Field, you got Connor Joe, the left fielder. Defense is starting to step up. He's still doing it at the top of the lineup has been great in the past week. Finally, really starting to, make believers out of people that thought this was just a really good story. Also a really fun story too, but now he's doing it consistently enough, putting back the ball like no other, getting those home runs. And along with CJ Crone, the two CJs, they're really lifting this offense in a major way. Yeah. I, it's been so much fun to watch Connor Joe play. We've talked about it a lot, obviously, but that's because he keeps Making us talk about him. That's what happens when you keep playing well, hitting home runs on your birthday or the anniversary of being declared cancer-free and all of those good things. But he did strike out a few times today. Not not the best. He was due for a down game. It happens. Baseball will get just about everybody. Uh, but even then, he you know, he's seeing pitches. Like You just love the at-bat that he takes. We talked about his defensive efforts and the way those have been increasing. He had another really nice sliding catch out in left field today. And so, uh, yeah, where I, and I think he was sitting at, I was before today, but a solid like 115 OPS plus. And, you know, if, if he can even just be that, you don't need him to like become this huge other thing. If he can just be a nice solid above average hitter, he's at 119 actually. So that's even iron. He expects if he can be a 110 guy going forward, Play solid left and and first for you. Uh, he's a real find for the Colorado Rockies. It's a lot of fun. And speaking of real finds that are, mm. excuse me, not finds, real finds that are fine. Fine. Number, number one, C.J. Crone making a claim Ooh. for his second player of the week award. Yeah, three weeks. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but he's been an, an absolute beast today's game. Of course, he had a home run. He was two for four, three more RBI. You know, this guy gets his ribbies in bunches. It's as if 
he orders his 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 ribeye steaks from Hassel Cattle Company. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, eight RBI over his last seven games, 25 over his last 15, 35 over his last 30. He mm. just absolutely rakes and has been incredibly valuable to this team on offense. And, and he's doing it too, not in the middle, directly the middle of the lineup. He's not batting third or fourth. He's actually batting fifth. So he's, he's yeah. but he's been lengthening the lineup with him in a real nice way. And that's, I think that's been paying off for just about everybody in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, he's just the gift that keeps on giving right now. CJ Crone has been so much fun to watch. He's arguably been the player of August in baseball. I mean, he's been absolutely, he's hitting over 400. Uh, he's on basing over 500 in the month of August. He's been, as you said, driving in the runs. Uh, he's taken over the Rockies lead in ribbies from Ryan McMahon. He's still playing very solid defense, as we've talked about a bit before. Um, the thing, though, that, you know, we, we talk about if they bring him back moving forward and, and is this the guy, that, that exit velocity, man. Boy, oh, boy, when he hits – he connects. And I was looking at uh, some baseball savant stuff today. I'll show you his numbers, but one of the things that I'll add to this, I, uh, I put this here in our back end, but um, here you've got his max exit velocity in the 94th percentile. His expected weighted on base above the average in the 91st percentile. But he has been, other than last year's shortened pandemic season, in the top 5% in terms of max exit velocity every year of his career. When he hits it, he really hits it. And you see some of these numbers that they give you a little bit of pause in terms of whiffing and, and chasing, which is odd because he walks so much. His, his walk rate is in the 87th percentile. But the that max exit velocity and his expected slugging and expected weighted on base above the average make you go, yeah, he is who we think he is. This matches up completely with your eye test of who CJ Crone is, right? That when he makes contact, he hits it really hard. And if it's not right at someone, it's going for extra bases. And that means if anyone's on ribbies, that's why he leads the team in ribbies. And if it goes over the wall, more ribbies, more runs scored why he's been so damn valuable to this team this year. And the graphic tells that story because you can see how many home runs he's hit opposite field. In fact, there I don't think there's too much historical data on that. You'd really have to dig, but it would be interesting to see how many at least right-handed hitters, especially since the advent of the Breidich barrier, have been able to go on my eye that. test, you're 100% correct here. He has oppoed way more than righties normally do way more and you're looking at baseball savant i went to fan graphs and you're right since the month of august that's before adding his two for four game with a homer three yeah. rbi he's actually first in all of baseball right now and wins above re a replacement going into today 13.8 percent walk rate 15.5 strikeout percentage which is above average right Seven homers, right. 12 runs, 22 RBI. And for a first baseman at Coors Field, that usually is less than favorable. Really, it's almost held against a lot of guys. So uh, you're absolutely right. Should be pointed out also, Trevor Story is number eight since the beginning of August, since taking himself out of that game, saying, mm -hmm. all right, this is where I'm going to be for the final two months. Yep. Cool. Totally. That's fine because these are my boys. Now I have an answer. Let's yeah. go. He's number eight. Uh, number nine is Frank Schwindel of the Cubs. Our boy. No, uh, <laughs> number 10, my boy, Eloy Jimenez, coming back, waking. And number 11, the Frank Schwindel shirt. And, and number 11, Rafael Ortega. So let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Everything is right there in front of our eyes. You just got to be keeping them open to pay attention to it. That's it. <sighs> Baseball is the absolute best thing. Yeah, I saw I saw Joe asking the question about Crohn's OPS in August. 
I went and looked it up. Will also apparently looked it up. 1398 is his OPS in August. Going into today. Going Go, into yeah. today. So it's probably gone up to over 1,400. It's gone up. So, yeah, he was batting 408, 500, 898 slugging. That's seven homers and 22 ribbies in the 14 games that he has played, again, before today in the month of August. So, <laughs> incredible. Absolutely. He, he's been fantastic. And, yeah, a lot of it has been power, you know, be, as we said, with the doubles and the home runs because you look at his isolated power. Basically, you take the batting average – you sub- rather you subtract the batting average from the slugging. So basically you remove all the singles and you see what you've got. And he's, he's just mashing it. It's just a lot of extra base hits. Yeah. Last thing on the offense, you talked about story a little bit in there um, with the home run today, two big notes on that one. First of all, bat flip of the season. Many people are saying, many people are saying, I know our, our guys. That was beautiful. John Boy that and Tom Cake were in on it immediately. Talking baseball, by the way, you should follow those guys when they're not just doing their Yankee stuff. Uh, they're maybe a lot more entertaining for you. They don't just do Yankee stuff. That's where they started. That was that one was yeah. used to be their bread and butter. They yeah. are filet mignon. That used that was their meat and potatoes. Now totally. they're filet mignon. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely. And was the other thing you were going to say? Did it have to do with a certain guy from New Jersey? Not Todd Frazier. We'll talk about him in the Little League World Series briefly. <laughs> That's right. Mike Trout? It did indeed. Go hit that, him up. Let, let the people know. This is an amazing stat when I, when I saw that. So it was the 150th career home run for Trevor Story. And he's just barely behind Mike Trout in terms of – so it took Mike Trout uh, – I don't have it right in front of me. I believe it was 701 games – to get to his 150 home runs, it took Trevor Story's 709. Now, of course, Trout debuted at a, a little bit younger of an age, and so he's got maybe more whatever. But if we're just counting games played or, or years played, the home runs hit, Trevor Story has, in baseball terms, been dead even with Mike Trout. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, since the beginning of the 2016 season, uh, which he started off the bang with those two home runs on opening day in Arizona, Trevor Story tied for 14th most home runs since then, tied with Giancarlo Stanton. Not bad. Goldschmidt, Springer with four more going into today. Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Abreu, Bryce Harper, Chris Crush Davis, the one from Oakland, the one that bats 247 every year. Right. Freddie Freeman, Eugenio Suarez, Mike Trout, J.D. Martinez, Manny Machado. Number one is Nelson Cruz with 202 going into today. And number two, a certain cousin with 190. Moving on. Moving on. Never heard of him. Never heard, Never heard, of, him. heard of him. But, yeah, you, again, when you think about power hitters, you, do, you don't necessarily think about Trevor just because he doesn't fit that mold with his size and you think about more almost more about his defense, you know, the the contact at times he struggled with the strikeouts, but that statistic really kind of illuminates the success he's had with the power stroke. Yeah. Uh I see uh, people asking in the comments if we can queue up the bat flip. Sadly, YouTube will get mad at us if we do that, but I can at this point recommend everybody follow at Rocks Gifts Vids. It's an absolute must follow. I retweet as many uh, of the things that that he puts out as I as I can, but you should just follow him on your own. It's again at rocks r o x g i f s vids v i d s, and you can go and, and you'll see the bat flip there, and and almost all of the the great plays from any given game, or like he puts together these fantastic little like if Marquez strikes out nine guys in a game. Like here are the nine strikeout pitches from Marquez today. It's it is a must follow Twitter. Account. It's a cornerstone follow where you know you might not you might not get the the text right. You might not get uh, any commentary, but you're getting not the video and you're seeing it almost in live almost in real time. So yeah. uh, that person does a wonderful job. Yeah, and 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 I love when they put up like just the graphics, you know, of just like. From the broadcast, here's what Drew Romo is doing in Fresno. The graphics you don't see long enough. You're like, oh, hold on. All right, let's see what this is. Totally. What? I got to rewind on it. It's too much. I'm taking it. 
find out about it. But yeah, so so follow them. Sadly, we can't show you the bat flip, but it was mm, 80 grade. And Mark, I agree. Hilliard had a pretty good one earlier this year. But the one from Trev today, there was something so smooth and like, oh, it just, he knew he got every part of that pitch and was just looking to see if it was staying fair. <laughs> it's so interesting because he's not a, an emotional guy. He's not one right. that walks around with his heart on his sleeve. He's, you know, he's almost a, a lunch pail and thermos kind of guy where he's checking in. He's got his job to do, which he's going to do. Well-respected, well-loved by his teammates, of course. But he he does his job. He's very businesslike in that that capacity. And, and it is wonderful to us in the media. But we've started to see it a little bit especially this season, the emotion coming out in his bat flips when he had that long stretch where he hadn't homered and you saw him that, that excitement. And uh, we've seen it a couple of times trying to pump his team up early in the season when they were struggling. And that's kind of been his moment of, oh, okay, we're, we're allowed to finally start to show some emotion here. And the bat flip is like this acceptable form. And it's one reason why, you know, that we, we shouldn't get away from that. And right. we shouldn't be worried about, yeah, but then they're going to throw inside on this guy, and then we're going to have benches clear. Like we, we got to get away from that old school unwritten rules and just celebrate the game so that we can have a guy who's pretty mild-mannered like Trevor Story be able to show that emotion and have that moment. Because even though he's done it maybe two or three times, it's still a rarity, and it's still special when it happens. So if guys want to do it every single time, so be it. It's still fun. But when you save it like Story does, man, it really packs a punch. There was one other note I wanted to make on the game today before we get into a couple of other topics, and that was there was a play uh, that Trent Grisham kind of messed up in center field. He also made a couple of really fantastic plays, but there was one play where C.J. Crone, and you can see him, like he popped it up to center field, he put his head down, he started running, and good thing Charlie Blackman has been playing baseball forever and has a particular mentality about it and was sprinting off on the pitch because there were two outs. But Grisham just misplayed the ball coming in in center field. You know, he was he was jogging in on it. He thought he had a pretty good beat on it. Then at the last second, he realized, oh, I got to sprint a little bit, went to dive for it, missed it, uh, and it cost him a run. And Trent Grisham is one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball right now he's top three or four pretty comfortably and it was a reminder of what a difficult center field Coors is to play with all of that sky and all of that room to cover and everything that you know it's it, it's just one more reminder that even having the ability and, and only having to come out here a couple of times a year, and he's not going to have to worry about that anymore, and, and, and he can go play elsewhere. But uh, it, it gives you an extra appreciation for a play like the one Garrett Hampson made uh, to bail out Chi-Chi in the second inning, I want to say. He made a couple of diving catches in this series, running around out there reminding you that this guy who came up as a middle infielder has taken to this spot better than a lot of other people. So I, I wanted to make sure to point that out, not to – not to like dunk on Trent Grisham because like he's a phenomenal defender. He really is. And he'd be one of those guys if he was just like available, I'd be like, Rocky chicken him. Uh, but he reminded you that just being a great defender doesn't mean you can automatically play good defense at center field at Coors. It's a whole different animal. Colorado Colorado might be just a little bit too far south to be considered big sky country, but at times Coors Field can definitely be big fly country sure is. saw it there on that on that hit which ultimately had a three percent chance right of being hit it was 0. 0.030 was the expected batting average on that so Oof. yeah you're right good heads up by by charlie blackman yeah the hit that he had earlier in the game though 114 miles an hour off the bat from cj crone straight manscaped that's right manscaped when you get that close leave nothing left get that close close shave get that smooth gentleman Fellas, look, let me be real with you for just a second. You're not manscaped. You're not doing it right. You've made a mistake. You have, and it's a look, we all make mistakes in life. It's okay. You can fix this very easily. We've got you covered here. You can fix this. But, fellas, it's 2021. 
you gotta get manscaped. Get out of the weeds. If you're in the weeds, man, get out of there. Get manscaped. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna feel better. Like I promise you will feel better. I'm gonna be like hot and sticky and gross all the time. So you'll feel better. And then whoever's taking care of you, and you know what I mean. They're gonna feel better because manscaped gets you all nice and tidy, but also nice and smelling good, nice and feeling good. If you take care of that uh, lawnmower 4.0 package, you get the lawnmower 4.0, you get some spritzer, you get some deodorant, and you get the most comfortable pair of boxers I personally have ever worn in my life. Plus, they get you a nice little carry bag. Really nice material on that thing, too. It's All almost like baseball glove material. I've thought about that. I'm like, yeah. is that actually what's used like maybe a slightly different grade but it has that feel to it and that and that look because I, I used to have a mitt that was like that it was like that black leather to it so immediately when we got those i was like okay this is definitely going immediately going in a rotation in my travel bag no two ways about it 100 percent. it's fantastic stuff all of their products quality quality made you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping when you use promo code dnvr at manscaped.com Promo code DNVR gives you 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Get trimmed up. Get the best tools for your family jewels for a clean trinity and beyond. That's right. Your space balls will thank you. Get it done at manscaped.com, fellas. All right. Uh, a couple of things here in the uh, last part of the show I wanted to talk about. First of all, very briefly, and we can dive into this uh, in more detail, but very excited to see that uh, the athletic Ken Rosenthal and shoot, who was the other reporter? Now it's slipping my mind, uh, reporting that uh, it, and this is a very early on, this is a proposal. We're start, it's, it begins now. It's, this is essentially where we're at with the CBA stuff. But it looks like they, they're floating the idea of a salary floor and some kind of salary cap ish, or at least a change to luxury tax. And so I'm excited about that. Very excited about the. We've talked about the salary floor possibility. Just wanted to mention that we saw that news today. Potentially good, but a long way to go. Yeah, I think there's a way that you could have a harder cap. It'll still probably be somewhat soft, but you could have a a harder soft cap. That makes sense. And that floor, and it still puts money in players' pockets. It, it still works right. after everybody because the superstar players are still going to get paid. Like superstars, I mean, you 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 see it in in every sport, right? That they have a cap in the NBA, and guys are still signing these monstrous deals. Same thing in the NFL, which you know they restructure and, and all that stuff. But ultimately, there's room in there to do stuff like that. And I think those players are still going to get paid. But now, maybe some more of those mid range guys, or even at the bottom of free agency, now those guys will get paid because you'll have teams like Tampa, maybe being forced to spend a little bit more. That's also scary to think they're going to have more money to spend or they're going to be forced to spend more money. It's probably going to work out pretty well for them. Careful what you wish for, but Orioles and, and any team in general that's tanking, that's trying to save money now to roll it towards the future. So uh, you're right. That is, I'm glad you mentioned that. And that's definitely something we'll, we'll be keeping our eye on and will be yeah. very interesting to see if, if both parties really do want something like that. Yeah. So you can place your bets now on whether or not you think that's going to go down. Uh, I don't think that's allowed to bet on, on, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, but we do have lots of great stuff to vote on. No, it's not voting. It doesn't quite work that way. If, you know, if, if enough people do it, you win. No, no, no. Uh, but you did hook people up at the great Charlie Blackman bet. Uh, those who I don't think my entire same game parlay hit, but if you took most of the bets individually, because I had Crone, Rogers, and um, and Connor Joe getting hits in game two, and the Rockies winning, and I think that was most of this, and Fernando Tatis Jr. getting a hit. So I think that may have been the entire same game parlay. You got to hop on there, make a whole lot of money doing that, or as Patrick said. Just throwing down on who's going to get a home run. If you went with Charlie any of these last couple of days, you made a solid bit of money for yourself. Do download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. You can receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. It's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And do not forget today's Draft King of the Game. I think this might be the first time, Patrick, in the history of us doing both 20th and Blaze and Draft King of the Game that we have the same person coming in number one and winning draft king of the game. I think you're correct. I, I would have to say that you're correct because it's almost as if, as we were doing it, I'm thinking, oh man, we're, we're kind of spoiling the king of the game in a weird way, but it, that's not always true. The player who happens to have the best game isn't necessarily the one that's had the best week, but CJ Crone is that guy going two for four with the Homer three more RBI. He's halfway through potentially becoming player of the week. He's still going to need a really big series and he's going to have an opportunity. He's going to say the Diamondbacks very good. Look, I, I, I called the, the three game sweep of the Padres. Yeah. It was after the first game. Sure. But do the you, Rockies sweep the D-backs? Are they about to go what? six and zero on a homestand? I think they probably are. I mean, the Diamondbacks are bad on the road. The Rockies are, as we know, very good at home. Uh, you know, the the Gomber Gomber just missed to welcome his second child into the world, so he's right back. You know, so the the Chichi spot start was just that. The Rockies rotation is back to being fully healthy, and a fully healthy Rockies rotation and a Rockies home offense. Your only concern is the bullpen, and as of late. Like, Yancey looked good today. Chassin's been great as of late. Bard keeps not totally blowing it. And, and so you go, well, shoot, they should, shouldn't they? Should I, You can't call a sweep, but should we? Yeah, I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the Rockies are going to sweep the Diamondbacks yeah. at home. And if they yeah. do... <sighs> Look, the Rockies right now are the, have the tenth best record in the National League, and you go, "Yeah, tenth. Like that's really far away." But when you when you look at the the wild card standings, it's kind of hard to think. It's kind of hard to not think, "Man, they're playing so good." And you look at the teams ahead of them, and they're six and a half games back of the Mets. But the Mets that's are in it, wild. and the Rockies are right beneath them. So technically, wouldn't no? Of course not. But you know what? Right no. now is a good sweet spot. Here on the on the Wednesday post game, Thursday's an off day. We'll see what happens with the Diamondbacks. They also go to Chicago to play the Cubs. Oh man, that could be a <laughs> that could be a series win. You know what? If you just want to kind of yeah, if you want to forget everything, if you want to if you want to ignore what maybe the team should be doing in the future and and how they might be blowing up their draft board in twenty twenty two, enjoy it for the next forty eight hours or more. And think, could this be the greatest comeback to make the postseason? One of well, I mean, in baseball history. Wildly innocent points out there are eleven games out of the wild card spot. When you said six and a half behind the Mets, they were supposed to win the East. They were eleven games out of the wild card spot, I think, on May first. So yeah, right. they've come a long way <laughs> to be in the exact same spot. But context is is king here. It, totally. That is amazing. All right. A couple thoughts. We, we, we want to get to some thoughts on Little League, Little League World Series, but we do have a super chat. Jacob coming in, going to Super, uh, super Slam. The Summerfest. I know. I'm, uh, I pulled up Jeremy. The Superfest. Summer Slam. It's biggest party of the summer. I know, right? They're doing that already. I'm, I've been less. Uh, I, I've been out. I've been more on AEW. As of late, so I I don't know where. Uh, it's also going to be on Saturday. Is. Yeah, I would. I thought they were thinking about doing it over two nights, but uh, they should. Last. It was so good for Mania yeah. when they did that. That's a great. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. 
So I hope you see some cool stuff. Like going is always someone, even if it's like a mediocre show to watch on TV, being there is always better for pro wrestling. It's just yeah. the best life. Yeah. SummerSlam is SummerSlam is is a very underrated event. You know what the Royal Rumble does. That's exciting. That's Joe. one singular match. Yeah. That's that's exciting. That's fine. Survivor series is a bit hokey. I think that I think that's kind of almost gone away. I think people care less and less. WWE yeah. tries to make it into a thing. Yeah. And a couple years ago, they include NXT and they put NXT over to try to push that brand. And now they've all but crushed it. So I think SummerSlam really is just another pinnacle along with WrestleMania. So have have fun with that one. That'll be fun. We got we got another big event coming up. I think it starts on Thursday, in fact. Wait, the Little League World Series. I was like, wait, wait, what? Are we transitioning to the next thing or were you throwing some curveball at me? I was like, yeah, let's go. World Series. No international teams this year. Yeah. No international I mean, teams. The, so that meant, meant two representatives from each region. So you, yeah. got, you got 16 American teams. So U.S. will be winning the Little League World Series. You might have to have a bet on that at DraftKings Sportsbook. But again, if you're down at the DNVR bar and you want to make a bet friendly bet, with someone that's not listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast, you can tell them, I can guarantee U.S. is going to win it. I can't, I can't tell you exactly who. They're just loaded. The U.S. field is loaded this year, and I have the confidence that one of them is going to get the job done. Love it. <laughs> well, I was looking into a couple things. Yes. I felt bad because I felt good. Sometimes when you feel good, you feel bad. Yeah, and I felt that. good. Because Tom Zerber is going back to the Little League World Series. Saw that. He saw that. Todd so Frazier's nephew, Carson Frazier, the son guy. of son of Charlie Frazier, Todd's brother, who was drafted by the Marlins, spent some time in the minor leagues, didn't get up to the majors. A second brother, Jeff Frazier, went to Rutgers. He did make it to the majors. You know, had a had a couple seasons here and there. Wasn't really able to carve out much. And then Todd, the baby boy, has the great career. Still going on, still not officially retired, but Carson Frazier, big walk-off win to secure the spot, so they're kind of the number two seed uh, coming out of the Northeast region. And I thought, oh, man, it would be a shame to just kind of celebrate that. So you know what? I thought we got to celebrate Colorado because Colorado's had a lot of really good Little League teams. Now, Colorado's never had a representative in the Little League World Series, and much of that was due from the fact that they were in the same region as Texas and Florida. So the oh. place that all of your favorite baseball players have essentially have ever come from, Texas and Florida, that's that's not really fair. So from 1957 to 2000, they had no shot. It's the same as the Rockies being – and this is another thing we'll talk about yeah. in the future. There was this uh, ESPN article, and I can't remember the last time I recommended people read an article on ESPN. So, look, when you hit, you hit. Uh, they got a bunch of baseball guys together. I can't remember. I know Jeff Passam was in there. A bunch of legit baseball guys together. And they came out with basically this, this list of like shit MLB should fix. Uh, these are our recommendations, right, for how to fix baseball. One of them that I, I agreed with, I think, every single one of them, which shocked me uh, beyond belief. And, and one was the obvious like realignment, geographical realignment. So it's just like the Rockies we've talked about. The Rockies play in the wrong division. And if they didn't have to do so much weird, wonky travel, and if they didn't have to play in a division with the Dodgers who have a $2 billion television deal, they would have an easier time competing. Not necessarily an easy time, but that, but that was something they talked about. Was the And, and so, yeah, it sucks that and on Little League, we're stuck with Texas and Florida too. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. They, they realigned a little bit so – Colorado doesn't have to deal with Florida, but the deal they have, do have to deal with Texas twice. Texas was split into two halves, an east and a west. So uh, I feel like that in a way that yeah, that almost negates the Florida. But somehow Louisiana is the representative from our region this year. Louisiana has has snuck in there a couple times, but Colorado has had a lot of really good representatives. I was I was a little surprised to see that. Uh, where these teams have come from. So in the last 20 years, ultimately North Boulder uh, has been Colorado's representative in the region seven times. Academy Little League down in Colorado Springs six times. 
uh, in rifle, rifle had a representative a couple years ago. So good on them, Colorado river Valley. And all of the rest are from the Western slope. Grand Mesa. Yes. Grand Mesa did it twice. Orchard Mesa, which is quite literally where you're from. That would have been your little league. Wouldn't it? That's my little league. I played, I have got OMML Orchard Mesa little league all over. Like that's, that's where we played. And you got to understand that Orchard Mesa Little League, like we were playing on like gravel. Like I've, I've like still got, I'm still picking gravel out of my knee from stealing second base when I was 13. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, Orchard Mesa Little League. I, when, when you sh- shared that with me, I was kind of surprised to see us on there twice. I was like, no right. way. But we had a couple of good teams, man. There there was that, there was one, Grand Mesa is the, the look, we love you. They're the rich kids in town. They got all the nice <laughs> stuff. They do real well. Uh, Kyle Rowling, who spent several years in the Rockies minor league system. He was my grade at school. We graduated together from Central High School in Grand Junction. And he, he went to double A with the Rockies before retiring. Uh, he and and the really good kids were, were Grand Mesa. But him, and remember, he went to double A as a professional. We beat them my year. Or Mesa did. I got the best of those guys. Like that. Yeah, Grand Junction had representatives from 2007 to 2010, so they had they had a run. Uh, nice. And Monument also, too. Monument and Little League and Grand Junction were there to do it. So, you know, again, good good baseball going on here in Colorado. Celebrate it on any level that you can find. So that'll be exciting to see on Thursday there in Williamsport. And then next weekend for Players Weekend, I think it's uh, Angels, Cleveland. Those jerseys are cool. We might have to talk about that as well. But uh, another fun stretch of games coming up all around the country. Loving baseball. I love it. I I love it, man. I I love every single element of it. It would be really cool to see a Colorado team get in there. Obviously, I'd be pulling for some Western Slopes folks. Uh, But obviously, it's it's harder because we can't play. You know, full year. I, I couldn't play in the winter time here. You, uh, we would we would go play football or soccer or basketball or something in the winter time because you can't play baseball all that's year. That's true in New Jersey too, and true yeah, in the Northeast. Right. And it's one of the reasons why scouts look for pitchers in the Northeast and they look for hitters in the warmer climates. And as we discussed, however, you know, many uh, weeks ago, there has yet to be, or they're they're currently other than David Bowie Boti. <laughs> uh, there aren't any Colorado hitters in baseball right now. It's just yeah. not a state for hitters. It's it's all about pitchers because of that. The the arms are, are a little more live because they get rest in that off season. But the bats, they they go cold in the wintertime because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Let's go, Colorado. Get it done. I'll be checking in on some Little League World Series just the way we watch some – Olympics, the way we watch World Baseball Classic when it comes around, all that stuff is good. More minor league baseball as of late. Spokane and Fresno have been really, really fun to watch. Albuquerque has actually been on quite the run as of late. Peter <laughs> Lambert's making his first rehab start tonight. Yes, yes, Peter Lambert's back. Colton Welker has been back at AAA for the last couple of days, and so that's been a whole lot of fun. And then, as we've mentioned before, here at the major league level, Rockies on a roll. Welcome in one of the worst teams in baseball with an opportunity to sweep this homestand. And look, it's not going to, I don't know. We don't know the future. We don't know what happens. It's not going to, they're not going to, but this is fun. (laughs) It's, it's fun watching go 20 games over 500 at home is wild, dude. That, that, that blows my mind. Even knowing like, I thought they were going to – I feel like at the beginning of the season, I was like, no, this team isn't nearly as bad as people think that they are. And so I was – but the way they've played at home has far exceeded my expectations for how they would look at their best. And that's pretty cool because I was on the high end of how this team could look at their best. And at home, like, look at these teams. You, you, who wants to come here right now? fighting for a postseason spot and play the Rockies. Like it's not even, it's not a joke anymore. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's not clever. They're 20 games over 500. They're a nightmare to play at Coors Field. And that's pretty cool. 
So. We'll see what they are able to do to the Dodgers and Giants. Three games at Coors against the Dodgers ready, in late September. Six in the month of September against the Giants. Just, they could decide the NOS. They aren't going to be the ones who win it, but they are going to be the ones who decide who yep. is going to be the best in the West. They're about to mess up some people's days. I'll tell you that much right now. So hang out with us for the next couple of days. We'll be watching these games, of course, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Follow us on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to thednvr.com. When you do that, you get access to all the written content. You get discounts on hats and shirts. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar. You get a free shirt when you get the annual. You get access to our Discord channel where we're talking 24-7, baseball, all the other sports, the best movies you've seen recently, the recent Star Wars news. For those of you that are big Star Wars people, that's blowing up huge. Gamers, anything and everything under the sun. We are a family down at DNVR, and we would love for you to become a part of that family. So subscribe at the dnvr.com for all that good stuff. Come hang out with us. Otherwise, we can only ask that you keep being the absolute best baseball fans in the world out there. We will keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you. Ballpark.